spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. It has been a busy Saturday for the Republican Party in our state. A censure of one of our U.S. senators. Candidates arguing their case for 2024 and the first public appearance from a former president. Former President Trump, that is, after that 37-count indictment against him was unsealed. Yes. That is a lot. Good evening. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Julian Grace. Well, Trump will likely talk about it again when he speaks in our state tonight. But let's start with his statements from earlier this afternoon. Trump addressed the indictment during an event in Georgia. He took the stage again, claiming he's innocent of all of the charges against him. The ridiculous and baseless indictment of me by the Biden administration's weaponized Department of Injustice will go down as among the most horrific abuses of power in the history of our country. Strong words there after that. Shortly after the speech, Trump boarded his plane bound for North Carolina. President Trump, or former President Trump, I should say, is scheduled to speak in our state in about an hour. He's at the North Carolina Republican Convention in Greensboro. WRAL's Keenan Willard has been covering the event that's featured a few GOP presidential candidates. Former Vice President Mike Pence spoke earlier this afternoon. Keenan joins us live now, and Keenan set the atmosphere for us as we wait for another speech from Trump following that 37-count indictment. Well, despite that hanging over this event, a sense of excitement and really the atmosphere you would expect for the headliner here, former President Trump expected to speak in this uh, sort of banquet hall around an hour from now. And it comes just a few hours after his former Vice President Mike Pence spent his delivery here at the convention, both attacking and defending former President Trump. Now, we spoke with GOP voters about their takeaways from Pence's address and what they are expecting to hear from Trump this evening. Making his case to North Carolina voters, Mike Pence congratulated state Republicans on pushing funding for school choice and echoed a promise Florida Governor Ron DeSantis made to the convention last night. We will end the political correctness in the hallways of the Pentagon and North Carolina will once again be home to Fort Bragg. Pence spoke at length about former President Trump ahead of his arrival tonight. He pushed back on Trump's repeated claims that Pence could have overturned the 2020 election, saying it would have been unconstitutional. But he also attacked the federal indictment of the former president. You know, we gather here in North Carolina after a sad day for America. A former president of the United States facing an unprecedented indictment by a Justice Department run by the current president of the United States and a potential political rival. Many Republican voters at the convention said they liked what they heard from Pence. This is a sober moment for the country. Uh, I think Republicans have a duty, a responsibility now to go slow, 
to consider what has happened with the indictment. With Trump soon taking the stage, some at the convention want him to steer clear of discussing the indictment altogether. Making this a campaign issue doesn't help anybody. We need to let that play out in the courtroom. Others are hoping Trump takes the gloves off. Well, as a North Carolina Republican, I have to say I love Donald Trump uncensored. So I hope that we get an uncensored Donald Trump tonight. However, I don't know if that's to be with the indictment. So it's going to be a really interesting evening. Well, after those remarks we heard from his earlier stop in the day in Georgia, it seems that that second voter probably is going to hear some harsh attacks on that indictment against him. Again, the first former president ever to be federally indicted. We are expecting to hear him take the stage here in just over an hour after 7 o'clock. We'll have a full breakdown of his remarks tonight on Fox 50 and WREL at 10 and 11. Julian. All right, we will be listening. Keenan reporting live for us in Greensboro. Thank you. Before Pence's speech, the party voted to censure one of their own, U.S. Senator Tom Tillis. Conservative delegates said Tillis had voted on issues that went against the party's views. He served in Congress since 2015. In recent years, he's worked on bipartisan deals on guns, immigration, and gay marriage. A spokesman for Tillis defended the senator, writing in part, quote, he will never apologize for his work. He keeps his promises and delivers results. Stick with the WRL team tonight as we continue our coverage of the North Carolina Republican Convention. We will have much more, including former President Trump's speech tonight on WRL News at 10 and also at 11. Let's go to some breaking news right now. Cumberland County deputies are investigating after a body was found along the Cape Fear River. The scene is at the Fayetteville Boating Access Area on Wilmington Highway. Investigators say they found the body of a male, but detectives have not so far been able to identify or determine the race or age. More breaking news. The man known as the Unabomber died early this morning in his cell in a prison in Granville County. He was 81 years old. Ted Kaczynski was transferred to the FMC Butner in 2021. He is one of the most notorious cases in FBI history and had a major impact on how the agency solved some of the most heinous crimes in the U.S. WRL's Shelley Jackson reports from Butner. Ted Kaczynski was transferred here to FMC Butner in December of 2021 due to declining health. It's, it's one of the highest levels of security and it also has a mental hospital aspect to it as well. And I'm sure that's why they sent him there. Kaczynski was found unresponsive in his cell early Saturday morning and was pronounced dead around 8 a.m. The 81-year-old died while serving out four consecutive life sentences for a 17-year bombing spree that killed three and injured 23. For years, he eluded authorities hiding out in the Montana wilderness. But his own words finally outed him when his manifesto was published in newspapers and his brother recognized his writing. Former FBI Assistant Director Chris Swecker says the man the FBI called a twisted genius got the ending he deserved. I felt like there was justice in him being in prison for a long time and justice for him dying in prison. Now Kaczynski's cause of death has not been released. Shelley Jackson, WRAL News, Butner. I want to explain all of this that you see behind me here. The hazy skies have cleared up quite a bit in the last couple of days, not just here, but across the country. Here are the air quality conditions from Wednesday. Lots of red and orange that you see there. And here are the conditions today. Look at that. Much more yellow and green. That is what we want to see. Anthony, for the most part, the haze is no longer a concern, 
but you have your eye on the heat and some rain as well that may be on the way. Yeah, Julian, thankfully here the haze is really starting to clear up. We don't have any big issues for us through the rest of this weekend in that regard. But let's talk about here our next storm system that comes in into Sunday night and Monday. What's going to happen here tomorrow is a warm front is going to come through into the afternoon. What that warm front is going to do is bring some hot temperatures across the area tomorrow. RDU, I have us at 90 degrees. That would be the first time this year. Many of us here close to 90 tomorrow. That front comes through. The rain, though, stays to our south during most of the day. There could be a stray shower tomorrow evening, but the cold front associated with this system comes in on Monday. That's when we'll be talking about some scattered showers and storms Monday afternoon and into Monday evening. There is also the chance here for some stronger storms. I'll talk about that here in just a little bit, but that is going to be our next storm system. We'll walk through Futurecast here, Julian, in depth and show you those hot temperatures here in just a few minutes. Hot temperatures. Bring them on. Yes. All right, thanks, Anthony. A woman is in the hospital with serious injuries tonight after a shooting in Wake County. This is video from the scene on Forestville Road near Nightdale and is not too far from an elementary school. Deputies responded around 5 a.m. this morning. Investigators have not yet said what led up to the shooting. We now know the name of the man killed in a crash on I-40 overnight. This is video from the scene near Jones Sausage Road. Investigators tell us Dalton Ray Ham died on impact. They say a driver in a Mazda hit him from behind, sending his car crashing into the concrete median. Three passengers were in that Mazda, including a child. Those people were not seriously injured. The driver is now charged with death by motor vehicle. Breaking news, a house fire in Raleigh left one adult and three children without a home. This happened on Burgundy Street. The battalion chief tells us the fire started in a kitchen. The good news, no one suffered any injuries after seeing all of this. The Red Cross is helping the tenants this evening. There was also a house fire in Durham this afternoon. This is viewer video of the flames shooting through the roof of a house on Ruby Ridge Road. It happened just before 3 p.m. No one was hurt, but firefighters tell us they were able to also rescue the family dog. Two people were displaced. The house has heavy damage, but no word yet on what caused all of that. Had to be very frightening for those neighbors seeing that. Coming up, we still have lots to talk about. Another march against proposed changes to Shaw University campus in Raleigh. What the people fighting for the school's history say, days away from a final, final city council vote. Plus, Morrisville educates and celebrates for a Juneteenth celebration. Sights and sounds from today's event just ahead. Take a look at this from our WRL tall tower cam. No haze in sight. That's what we love to see. All right, welcome back. The fight over the future of one of the nation's oldest HBCUs continues in Raleigh today. Neighbors, alumni, and students all rallied and marched against a proposal that could change the face of the campus forever. The year-long dispute between the university and these groups is entering its endgame as a final council vote maybe just days away. WRL's Eric Miller has the story. Save our Shaw! Saturday outside Shaw. Save our Shaw! Activists taking a step forward. Save our Shaw! In the hopes the university will take a step back. We want to modernize but we don't want to commercialize. Eugene Myrick is a Shaw alum and founder of Save Our Shaw. 
Saturday, his group rallied just steps away from Shaw's campus, continuing a year-long opposition to the university's attempts to rezone these properties to allow skyscrapers in and around campus. The university hopes to lease the properties to developers and get what school leadership says is much-needed funding. But Myrick argues the rezonings are a threat to the university's character and irreplaceable historic buildings at the South's oldest HBCU. And I am absolutely embarrassed that a historically black institution will take the stance. Raleigh City Council was supposed to vote on the rezonings last month, but council delayed, asking Shaw to engage more with the community ahead of a new vote on June 20th. They have chosen not to do so. Saturday, activists claim that instead, the university has been reaching out to another group, Muslims who worshipped at the campus's King Khalid Mosque, who've been locked out since the pandemic began. Imam Juna Musa saying his congregation was offered access to their mosque again if the rezoning passes. They want us to separate us so we can support what they are doing. Both groups say they'll remain united against the rezonings, hoping this time Shaw will take a new step in the right direction. In Raleigh, Eric Miller, WRAL News. We do want to let you know we did reach out to Shaw University for a comment on today's rally that you just saw there. So far, we have not heard back. It is never too late to celebrate Juneteenth. Morrisville held its celebration this afternoon. People came to the Cedar Fort Community Center. They had art exhibits, live music, and yes, you got to have food, right? A whole lot of food. They also had educational exhibits and presentations highlighting the official end of slavery in the United States. These events is definitely powerful, you understand, for all people to come to support each other, to support black business, to, to learn each other so we can start building our community again. Raleigh and Durham will each have their own Juneteenth events. They will be held next weekend. Just go to our Out and About section. You will find all the details out right there. Anthony, it is starting to feel like summer, and yes, I'm excited. You see that little sway I got going. I know I'm thinking the same thing, especially that we're not talking about the haze that we've had the past couple days. Absolutely. I was, I was ready to just get that out of here and thankfully it's looking better join and tomorrow even warmer than where we're at right now. And today we could have the potential tomorrow afternoon for RDU specifically who has not hit 90 this year to hit 90 degrees tomorrow. I think that's going to be an easy bet for most of us. And I'll show you that here in just a second. But look where we sit right now. It is certainly a warm evening. We're at 86 in Raleigh and Durham 84. Good afternoon evening to you there in Goldsboro 86 as we head down toward Clinton and Fayetteville at 86. Yes, it's warm, but we do not have humidity levels off the charts. So it's it's still a pretty good afternoon and evening here to head out. Let's say to Lake Gaston. Beautiful on the water out there. These people have the right idea to go cool off. Take the water with you. It is warm, but overall here looking pretty nice. I'm sure the beaches were packed today. You can still see all those umbrellas out there right now. Carolina Beach. What a peaceful, relaxing picture that is. If you want to head out tomorrow, still for some relaxation here to close out the weekend. Temperatures at all of our beaches, mainly in the low 80s. We have low rip current threats. Winds could be a little bit gusty, but all in all here, not going to be a bad beach as well. Let's talk about where we sit here on the whole. So we have high pressure that's currently situated over us. A lot of times that keeps us nice and calm. No big storm systems on the way for us tomorrow. That high is scooting offshore though. And what it's going to do here is bring those southwesterly winds in as they wrap around that storm system. And we're also going to see a warm front coming through tomorrow. The combination here of the winds out ahead of that front as well as that front itself really going to pump in some of those warm temperatures tomorrow. We see just a mix of sun and cloud through the day, 
but we don't have any rainfall in the forecast for most of tomorrow. There could be just a stray shower tomorrow evening. That front though will cross into the afternoon and then the cold front itself, that blue you see behind there, this will be the emphasis of sparking some showers and storms into our Monday. It will still be warm though ahead of that cold front as well. A lot of times when we get kind of in that transition zone where we're in the warmer part of this system before the cooler weather gets here, sometimes that leads to some turbulence in the atmosphere and that chance for some stronger storms and we do have that Monday afternoon. It's not going to be an off the charge severe event, but we do have that level one risk Monday afternoon, mainly along and east of I-95. There is as we head to Monday evening, the front itself crosses, but before that we could see a few strong to severe storms Monday afternoon. That is why it is a weather alert day, so just make sure to keep that in mind. Severe ingredient wise, this does not look off the charts by any means, but it could be just a couple pockets where we get some gusty winds, maybe some very small hail Monday. As far as tonight, though, rest easy. It's going to be nice and comfortable. Low 60s for temperatures. Very, very mild here tomorrow morning. We'll see a hot day tomorrow. Temperatures near 90 for all of us. 89 there in Clinton, 89 in Goldsboro. Humidity may be just a little bit higher than where we're at today, but it's still not going to be that tropical, really oppressive humidity level for us tomorrow. It does go up into Monday, though. That is our weather alert day. 86 degrees to start the week. 83 on Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday looking pretty dry there. And Julian, we're talking temperatures on Friday, 91. So certainly it is heating up this forecast. We were complaining what just a week ago. It's too cold. Now it's 90. And it's like, uh, I don't I know, know about that. Heat. Flipping the whole table there. We're flipping it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Anthony. Casey, a coach once said to me, if you lose a game, you got to worry about the next game. Focus on the next one. And you know, Duke baseball has been pretty good at doing that right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. You have, you have to flush those ones, right? That's the only way you can move forward. And they've been good at doing that all season long. But boy, they're going to need to harness that more than ever tomorrow. Duke took flight early, but I'll show you how the Blue Devils came crashing down in Charlottesville next. Nineteen sixty one JFK was president. The average cost of a new car was around twenty eight hundred dollars and stand by me topped the old billboard charts. That was also the year that Duke played in its first and only College World Series. Today there was a chance to change all of that with a second win at Virginia. Up to Charlottesville where the dish had been good to the Blue Devils this season, but you know they had never faced Connolly early and with the Cavs up three nothing he was dealing early back to back strikeouts to end the second. Duke's offense wakes up better late than never. Luke Storm golfs this one to left center. The two RBI double cuts the deficits in half. You know that bottom half of the lineup? They've been coming up big time for the Devils here throughout this entire NCAA tournament. Very next batter, Damon Lux drills one to left. That played Storm and all of a sudden it's a whole new ball game. It's 4-3. But Virginia exploded in the fifth inning with four runs and Jake Geloff ices the game in the eighth with an absolute monster of a blast. 442 feet. That set the Cavs single season home run record with 23. Duke throttled 14-4. Game three winner to Omaha tomorrow. The Winston-Salem Wake Forest in Alabama, they were delayed due to a non-team medical emergency. You could say the Deeks, though, were ready to go once they got going. First batter, very first pitch, Tommy Hawk smashes the solo home run off the scoreboard, and it was 1-0 Wake early. Crimson Tide, though, proving to be a test here for the Deacons. This game was tied at three in the fifth. Danny Corona, though, drives a solo homer off Holman. His eighth long ball in the last 16 games. He's on a roll. Now also gave Wake Forest the lead. Sean Sullivan, he strikes out the final five batters. 
Meanwhile, Wake Ace, Rhett Lauder, gets the dub in his final game at the couch. Head coach Tom Walter, your thoughts? Man, I was thinking about it on, on my way out and my way back. I mean, what that guy's done for our program, um, you know, he's 15-0. and 0, And, uh, <clears throat> you know, for him to, to get the win here in game one of the Super Regional is, is what it's supposed to be. And I'm just so proud of him and, and the man that he is and the leader he is and, and as a captain of his ball club, um, just couldn't happen to a more deserving person. So I, I hope we get to see him pitch at least one more time. Well, the NC Courage saw their six-match unbeaten run in all competitions and with a one nothing loss at Kansas City last Saturday. Now, tonight, the ladies visit Chicago looking to get back on track. Now, that stretch gave this young team a little bit of confidence, but head coach Sean Nahouse sees that loss as a good thing for his team and maybe a chance to shake up that lineup and get a fresh look on the pitch. That's why Kansas City was important for us. It, it, it hits the reset button. It doesn't let you get complacent. You know, we rode that lineup out for the string and now maybe it opens up opportunity for other players to step in and, and see where they're at, give them the value that they deserve because they put the same amount of work in. Women's French Open final is a roller coaster for world number one Iga Suitak. Her lead vanished and she was pushed by Carolina Muchova, but Muchova defaults on that championship point, handing her her third French Open title. This is also her fourth Grand Slam title. Now, the French Open men's title will be settled tomorrow morning right here on WREL. Number three seed Novak Djokovic can set the men's all-time record for Grand Slam titles as he goes for his 23rd major. Djokovic will face number four seed Casper Rudd, who is seeking his first ever Grand Slam win. Of course, you can again see that right here on WREL. That's right. All right, thank you, Casey. And thanks for joining us tonight. Ahead at 7 in a new episode of On the Record, Travis Fain speaks with the state Republican Party chairman. He explains how the GOP plans to win local and national elections in 2024. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.